Yeah. And we're going to record with redundancy and see what comes out better. Except I can't stand how I sound right now. I didn't know hippos were such great swimmers. Hippos? Yes. Are you playing audio on your laptop right now? I don't even have my laptop. I mean your computer. Oh, possibly. Now I'm not. So tell me more about these boots you bought. They're fry. Mm. Are you familiar? I am now, since you're the fry lady. Huh. Uh. Uh. Fry lady, get it? Wait, what do you mean? Like the fry lady, the lady who makes the fries. Oh. You mean you are now as of right now? No, or? I mean, you've been telling me about fries since... I haven't purchased any since... Since when? Aren't the shoes you have on now, Fry? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, are they? I'm pretty sure. The fact that you don't remember tells me you... They're not. Okay. They're free people. That was going to be funny. Mm. Uh, my purple bag is Fry. Um, anyway... So, fry boots have a long history. They've been making leather goods for probably 100 years. Um, I went, Maybe more than 100. Probably like mid-1800s. And they were best known for like these, for cowboy boots. Um, and when my mom was in high school in the 60s, uh, here in North New Jersey, as a matter of fact, it was before the mass exodus. So I'm going to say it was probably 30% black folks and 70% white folks in her school. And the rich white kids, the girls, always rock fry boots. And they would be like, they would cost like maybe 150 bucks in the 60s. So it was like a rite of passage thing. You might have your mom's fry boots or she might buy you your own. And it was like a thing. They were really heavy, well-stitched, get better and better and better and better and better over time, develop the whole patina, patina, mm -hmm. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So um, fast forward 30 years, and I discover Fry Boots. I don't remember how. I think I just saw somebody with a pair on and was like, oh, I want these. Went to Nordstrom's, bought a pair of boots, and I distinctly remember being, I'm still living at home with my parents and I'm in my parents' bedroom. I mean, I'm in my bedroom taking these boots out of this box and tissue paper and all that and trying them on. My mom walks by and doubles back and she's like, where did you get those from? And I was like, Nordstrom's. And she was like, what kind of boots are those? And I was like, fry? And her face just like, I don't know how to describe it, but there was like this overwhelming like oh snap like full circle-y thing that it was nothing for me to drive to Shore Hills Mall go to Nordstrom's and buy myself a $400 pair of boots um and she was How like much again they're about four maybe 350 
Mine, the ones that I just bought are, were not that much, but these that I bought were, How much the exact, were the ones you just bought. Were the exact types of boots that my mom coveted back then. How much were the ones you just bought? Can I finish my story? This is not how podcasting works. I don't think you talk over your guests. You're not a guest. Oh, well. We keep having this, we keep having this conversation too. I know you talk over people. Um, I got to get my nails done. Because I talk with my hands a lot. And I'm looking at what it looked like today. And my nails look terrible. Um, anyway. By the way, that blue was like all the things. Did good, Molly. I try. Um, so she was like, what made you get these? And then she told me the whole story about growing up and the boots and whatever. And I remember the story. I just hadn't remembered the actual brand of the book, the boots. I just literally was drawn to them because they were just dope. And... Uh, she was like, wow, you really bought a pair of five boots? Like, she felt, uh, I'm trying to think of what the similarity, a similar thing would be for Sky or Maisie to be like, oh, I'm going to rock this, blah, blah, blah. I don't know if they got like a, an eight ball, maybe, a real one. A, or, a, or a FUBU a baseball FUBU jacket. A jacket, for sure. But I didn't covet that because that didn't really, but like a snow, what's it called? Snow, snow beach. Maisie comes up on a snow beach jacket. I have no idea what that is. Snow beach is this mythical, uh, not mythical because it's a real thing. Um, this this Ralph Lauren jacket from the mid '90s that was called the Snow Beach, and it was co-opted by Wu Tang, you know, because snow can also mean coke. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to think which member of Wu Tang was known for wearing it, but somebody in Wu Tang wore it in a video, and the Snow Beach has just become this thing. You can't find it anymore. It's like five thousand um, dollars. So I guess if one of them were able to come up on a Snow Beach, that would be kind of dope. I would bow down to them if they were able to make that happen. Uh, so they brought the Snow Beach line back because that's what they do when we love shit, obviously. Um, but it's not the same. Uh, fun fact. The Ruth behind Ruthie's, uh, which is the pizzeria and barbecue restaurant that is in Montclair, New Jersey. The Ruth there uh, is actually from the fashion industry, and she designed the Snow Beach line for Ralph Lauren during that time. True story. Hmm. Um, and she does not have a Snow Beach jacket. Uh, so, for example, it's Ralph Lauren, and I actually did get my hands on one once had the opportunity to um for about two thousand dollars i was gonna buy it um, i'm sorry for how much two thousand dollars uh it's about five now to get it um but i did find one for two um it was going to be a present for someone um but i didn't i didn't buy it anyway uh so my boots they're not cowboy boots. Um, they I can't picture boots. you doing cowboy boots. I wore cowboy boots all the time for a good couple of years. I wore cowboy boots like every day, all season, summer with short shorts, dresses, like feminine frilly dresses, hmm. with pants, with leggings, with sweaters, all the time. Um, no Tim's my guy? Uh, that would be a little earlier. This is me, like, growing up with the frilly, soccer mom me. Some of the frilly dresses and everything else. Nah, nah. Some My beef Tim and days were uh, strictly let's cover up all parts of my body possible. Um, 
I keep thinking I want a pair of beef from Broccoli's until I see a pair of yeah, beef from Broccoli's. They're, and they're I'm like, really eh. one step above <laughs> all black Air Forces. <laughs> Air Forces. Seriously. Mm. Um, I hate that you've now put that in my daughter that she should run when someone, she sees someone. Because I don't know if you know how literal she can be with those kinds of things. Well, your daughter still thinks I'm going to beat somebody up at school for her. Speaking of. Not even for her. In, in spite of, of her. Yesterday, I'm tucking her in and she starts hacking up phlegm as she does. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, that damn, uh, what's the name of the girl? I don't remember. Somebody's name, she said. She's the reason why I have this cough. Which is not true. Maisie's had a cough since she was four. Since I've met her. Whatever. And I was like, oh my gosh, she was sick? Is that why you have this cough? And she was like, yeah. <gasps> Mom, please don't tell Jonathan. I was like, tell him what? She knows. Please don't tell him that so-and-so is the one is the reason why I'm sick. And I'm like, okay, I'll try my best, child. I'm just thinking now that there are folks who are going to listen to this and like, who's Jonathan? Oh. <laughs> why am I assuming that you need to that you need to catch the fuck up? That's what. God damn it. I'm Jonathan. Oh, there's a used snow beach for eighteen hundred on eBay. Hmm. Anyway. So I just bought a pair of Jordans for like 150 bucks. Good for you. Feeling, I saw them and feeling, I like them. Feeling guilty and weird about spending $150 on sneakers. You should. And then you say, I bought a pair of boots. Mm-hmm. Wait, I should? I should you feel should. guilty? Yes. Why? Because. Why am I guilty? And you get to run free. I feel guilty too. You should still get them. Except that you're going to feel guilty about it, but still get them. Mm. I mean, I don't, I don't, it is what it is. Anywho, uh, my boots cost two seventy eight. They're silver, and I have a bit of a silver. Yeah, they're silver. I'm gonna have to see these boots because not even for the price, just silver boots. Silver to... combat boots. Hmm. Yeah, that's what we're doing now. <laughs> so they're like, if you get Doc Martens. Okay. They're like silver Doc Martens, except they're a different brand. Okay, I got you. That's what they are. All right. Um, I just... I remember when Doc Martens was like, do not... Sure. You absolutely do not buy Doc Martens. Oh, wait, what? No. I used to buy them all the time. Those were like air white supremacies for a while. Oh, nah. I mean, like, I knew that in certain places, but it was never that in, in my spaces. Oh. That right. was like an othering sort of thing. We co-opted it really... Quickly, like house kids were wearing, you know, it was a music thing. And so once the music started to splinter and it's this kind of music and this kind of music, that's when you have different types of people. Right. But Doc Martens were always a punk rock slash thing. No, there was a moment where at least, there was. At least where I was, you didn't fuck with Doc Martens because of skinheads and shit. Yeah, I had no, skinheads did not exist in East Orange, New Jersey. And not even in media. There weren't a ton of skinheads in the South Bronx either. Yeah, I know. But if you live in the South Bronx, you have more connection to Manhattan and you're more likely to see stuff. You're going into the city. That's true. I'm in East Orange. I'm not going into the city, like, ever. You know, I never went into Manhattan with any degree of regularity until I was an adult. Like, a, a, a working adult. I was working in Brooklyn last year. At a at a at an elementary. elementary school, and I was taking the kids on a trip. Is this when you're going to Barnes and Noble or whatever it mm-hmm. was? And I said we're gonna go to this bookstore and then we're gonna go out to eat. And they're like, cool. 
And I said, I'm going to have Metro cards for you. They're like, Metro cards? I said, yeah, because we're going to, you know, 34th and whatever. These children, some of them in the eighth grade, had never been to Manhattan before. To this, even now as I'm saying it to you, it doesn't seem like that's possible. These are children in Brooklyn who have never been to Manhattan and they're 13, 14 years old. What part never. Of, what part of Brooklyn? Uh, let's see. So I would take the... East, East New York or Canarsie, like South Brooklyn? Yeah, still, I don't know. I know weird, one but... one school was. It was very weird. Now I'm not saying all of them. Out of a class of like 25, mm-hmm. there might be like three or four of them. Like nah. Yeah, I get that. Into, it's 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 weird. And lots and I get of them, the even time. more of them, had never been into the city for something besides like getting on the train to go someplace else, like some kind of Going utilitarian thing. Very few of them had ever gone into the city to do a thing. Because why would they? What's there that's not in Brooklyn? Did I tell you I got to uh, tap my phone into the state, to the subway the other day? Or not the other day, but a couple you weeks ago. You did tell me that. That was that felt luxurious. I'm really looking forward to that. That was great. Not I just hate, that stupid line for the I card. I hate it. We're going to wonder, well, you already are, like, why did we ever? And then you go... And you swipe and you pray you have at least one more. And then you remember that the last time when you were coming out of the city, you knew you should just put more on right there while there was no line. But instead, you ran for the train. I remember walking around with a bag of tokens. Me too. So. I remember feeling around in my futon. Looking for that slug. For that one, one Mm -hmm. token that I knew would probably be there. Yep. And I remember the last day of tokens. I remember when they were like, this is it. If you have any tokens, this is your last day. I remember thinking, I shouldn't use these. I should just hold on to these. I'm going to want tokens. And I was like, fuck that shit. I ain't got no money. So that was that. I remember when MetroCards first became a thing. I was going to so And I was in a very pro-union family. My father worked for MTA, and he was a truck driver before that. So unions and mm-hmm. jobs and the whole mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, I'm not using a MetroCard and doing all this bullshit because... And no, that's what it was. It wasn't not using MetroCard. It was using a MetroCard machine. Because initially when the MetroCard came out, you still had to go to the booth and deal with the of person yeah. and have them do the things. Correct. Then they pop up with these vending machines. I'm like, I'm not fuck with a vending machine. I'm going to that man or woman, get my thing because jobs are valuable. I remember the first day, this wherever station was, I got one. I walked up. I was like, MetroCard, please. Woman looked at me. I was like, machine's right over there. Why the fuck are you bothering me? It's like... Well, so much for that shit. And that was that. Winch. (laughs) Yeah, so it's been machines. I know someone who still does not pay their bills online to protect jobs because he feels bad that there's automation now. So he writes checks, paper checks, uses stamps. How old is this person? 50. Newly 50. And will drive to the management office of his job. I mean, of his rental of his apartment to give them a check as opposed to paying it online because you're putting people out of business. You're putting the people who work at the post office out of business. I mean, they're, they're going it's, through First it. of all, it's not true because for all those, I mean, some things are going to be uh, outdated for sure. You know that 
cars. When cars started to take over, people in New York City said, this is fucked up. Y'all should not drive. Because all these men who shovel shit from the horses in the street are going to be without a job. So don't buy a car because you're putting shit shovelers out of business. True story. Hmm. You know, um, jaywalking was created as propaganda by Big Auto. I did not know that. Yeah, they... So, as more and more cars are being built, um, there's obviously more fatalities, um, especially the pedestrian version. Of course. And the automakers at the time didn't want to be made to blame for these deaths. Mm-hmm. Because at this point, there's not a lot of rules and regulations as to pedestrians versus cars and you know, stoplights, I think, are just becoming a thing and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And they push um, municipalities to make jaywalking um, illegal. Mm-hmm. And so at that point, jaywalker, being called a jaywalker was almost like a slur to shame you into staying on the sidewalk. So that you won't get killed. Right. As opposed to... So what do you mean it was building. propaganda? Do you mean that it wasn't actually the shame happening? Of, the shame of being called a jaywalker. Helped to keep people safe. Right. So we're not really mad at the car companies for doing that, are we? At Big Auto. No, because... If they kept people safe. The There were basically two options. It was either regulate the cars and regulate car traffic or regulate the pedestrians. The big auto mm-hmm. pushed mm-hmm. it onto pedestrians. So if anything mm-hmm. happened, it was the pedestrian's fault. Got it. Got it. It still is. Um, no, it's it's flipped over the years to. I'm sorry. Now it's the exact opposite. That's right. what I meant. My daughter is going to be really jealous of my boots. We're going to have to have a conversation about them. Luckily, actually, we won't because they'll be too small for her. All right, so Peter's kicking it back to me with some notes. Okay. That's not part of what we're doing here. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know. No, I'll take this out. And I'm not going to go into it right now. I know you're not. You don't know that I'm not. I'm telling you. I see a pair of boots I like better than the ones I got. I can't wait to get access to. When are we? When are we getting our cards? Our, our business. Debit well, cards? I mean, these cost more, so it's good that I didn't see these. Uh, How much do those know. cost? Three twenty-eight versus two seventy-eight. Yeah, at that point, that feels like almost elementary to me. Like, not elementary, but it's not like a huge jump. If you tell me like these are five hundred dollar boots. No, they're three twenty-eight. So but, it's going to change when the the access is even. I'm hoping accountability a little bit. Well, maybe not accountability. Accountability. Yeah, I guess that's exactly what I'm hoping changes. I don't like these boots anymore. The ones you ordered or? Yes. (laughs) I don't believe you. I like these better. I'm going to take two pictures. One of them I don't have. And one of them, I do. 
And I want you to tell me two things. Which ones do you like better? Mm-hmm. And which ones do you think I bought? Well, you already told me. Shut up. What the ones you bought look Just like. Just shut your face. But the game is invalid. You told me you got silver combat boots. OMG. Why do you have to be that person? You couldn't just go along with it. You can just say, okay, send them to me. Okay, send them to me. That's why you don't have your pre-molly anymore. For just this reason. Don't what? Because you're hurtful. I miss my dog. <laughs> was it your dog? They lost him. We found him. That was our dog. So cute. And he just fell in love with you, especially towards the end. It was really hard to watch. Hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. I am actually. How are you sending me? How are you sending me? These I words? texted them to you. Oh, uh. so unfair! So unfair. I like the combat boots more. Really? Yeah. But look at the heel on the other ones. How are your shins? How are my shins? Yeah. At this moment. Mm-hmm. Troubled. Right. But my shins would be fine in there, and and the shit. The shins would be the same. Look, they both have the same length of no the, lace up. It's not the lace up; it's the heel. Oh well, I'm gonna wear heels anyway. I have on heels today. The heels I have on today are higher than the ones in these boots. Yeah, that's true too, isn't it? You know what I would love to do? I would love to go to Carnival, pref- preferably in Trinidad or the Trinidad Tobago one, and I want to wear like all the. It's a place where a woman, there are not many places where a woman like me can truly feel my body is banging right now without looking like Nicki Minaj or something. But Carnival, like the way those outfits are made to fit your body and the way you're in this, these spaces where the more you have to jiggle around, the better. We can I want go to, that. We can go to the Labor Day Parade in Brooklyn. Yeah, might might get stabbed. Not but quite what I'm thinking about. You know, it's it's a, little, mm. it's a little more dangerous. No, but, you know. I don't want that. I want to be in another country. I'm not gonna really let it all hang out in Brooklyn. So, cause I'm gonna see somebody I know, and no. Um, when United Bank is harassing me now, they want oh, me to get my. You, they want you to get your Harriet Tubman, Tubman card. I just got my welcome card, my welcome letter. I didn't get the card yet. <laughs> why do we want these cards these, that card is terrible that's why we want it are you going to use it I'm going to use it I have to because I'm writing a story about the whole process of getting a card mm-hmm. oh, of, tell of me joining story. the bank of course it's a story of joining the bank hmm. are they going to reimburse us for the fees hmm. that are the $40 or $35 overdrafts mm-hmm. oh god because unless you spell it, spend exactly $50 Fifty oh one. They're coming for you. The Universal Bank of Hotep. That card is terrible. I want one, but I don't want one. They wouldn't take. I can't wait. So what's funny is the only reason I don't have one is because they couldn't take your bank. My actual USAA. I think that was a glitch. I think if you did it again with the same information, you would mm. get it. I don't. I can't imagine why that would be the case. Like banks don't get very much more official than that. 
So I feel like One United is going to go under now because of people ordering the, <laughs> the Harriet Tubman card, spending their $50 and never using it again. I think that I'm going to get a different card. I would bet that they're going to run out. I think there's going to be a whole bunch of people ordering that card. I don't think they're going to run out. I think you're okay. I don't think they're going to sell out. They'll probably print on demand anyway. It's a debit card. Did you finish the uh, Takashi podcast yet? Did you? I got the last episode to go. Oh, okay. Wait. I think it's the last one. Mm -mm. I watched it. I listened yesterday. It's definitely not over. It's not. Mm -mm. Such a... That whole shit. I knew it was wacky, but... I didn't know it was that wacky. I'm really impressed, and I really, um, like I've said to you before, uh, podcasting has been something that's been in my side view mirror for a long time. I never quite understood how to monetize it, and I never quite understood it. And there, and there, it went from not much out there to just absolutely overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot kind of like the web in a way. Like I was always print only and I knew digital was out there and I knew people were doing stuff, but it didn't seem to be a place for me. Mm-hmm. And people would, you know, go to this site and go to that site and go to this magazine, this digital thing. Da, da, da. And I would always be like, eh. So that's how I feel about podcasts. So I'm just now starting to slowly pick and choose the ones that I really like and listen to them. And what what shows are you grabbing now? Um, so I like I'm gonna tell you the name of Okay, so the one we're talking about right now, what's that called? Infamous. Yeah. Which I'm assuming will be called Infamous for another season with another person. Right. Um I like black guy with tips. Sometimes I I feel like they've gotten mentioned every Probably. So interestingly enough, with that one, I for a, a while, I didn't listen to it on my own. I just would overhear it when you were listening to it. And then one day, I was like, wait, I don't know what happened. Why don't I know what happened? And I was like, well, because he wasn't here this morning and you didn't listen to it. You got to kind of go. And it was so weird because I had to go find it. Right. Like, it wasn't a magazine that you leave behind somewhere. Like, I had to go. And then I realized that um, I had to actually look for it. And it was kind of weird. So the one thing that's hard for me is that I have to, I can't let go and just enjoy it. Just like reading a book, I have to think about how I would do it. Mm -hmm. Um, So Infamous has had a really big impact on me because I have an idea that I want to do in that format. And when I'm listening to it, although I'm interested in Takashi as well, I'm more so, I find myself paying attention to the structure and the format and the guests and the audio. Um, I'll never, like, audio is so important. Yep. I mean, that's of course it is, but it is. Like, it really is. I don't know if you're familiar with Blog Talk Radio. Of course. That was the it was horrible. pits. <laughs> now, just because I know that my two friends who had... Uh, a book-themed blog talk radio thing. I know I know they'll be listening to this because mm. they will find me no well, matter I mean, what it is. But if you, so someone was also this. the early days of... 
Yeah, it was. And, you know, they were always, uh, it was called Two Dope Book Girls. I can't remember. But I said it. Like, yo, why does the audio sound like this? And it's because these are people doing stuff on their phone, calling people on their phone and whatever. Right. So, like I told my daughter recently when we were talking about projects, we were talking about these uh, Dar man who makes these really interesting, (laughs) supposedly motivational videos on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. These videos are terrible. You know what, though? You know how many he has, though? Hundreds. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's done them. He's created them. They exist. He has five and a half million followers on Facebook. Correct. And all his videos get one, two, three million followers. Uh, is it great quality? No. Audio is terrible. But there comes a point where you just have to do the thing. So what gets me with Darmy? So as a, my blog talk radio fam, yeah, the audio is terrible. And yet I remember each time I was promoting a book, when I went on the show, people would bring that up more than they would bring up the main... I was on Wendy Williams, for God's sake. <laughs> and I had more people saying, Blog, I saw you, Blog Talk Radio. I listened to that in the car. And burp, burp. Like, they get to their people. Mm-hmm. And you can say... what well, We can say what we want about the audio, but ultimately, it's the audience, really. Are you reaching your core audience and do they want to hear what you have to say? Right. That's really what it is. Which, as I look at our stats, I'm like, we're, it's 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 not even where is our core, core audience. It's what is our core audience? Because one of the things we've talked about a lot is um, the spin versus air talk, mm-hmm. and what's the difference between the two, and what we want them to be. And, and we should be doing both until we figure it out. Right. Period. Right. Um, I mean, I told you for on my end, I think it's a matter of, and hopefully the last time, <laughs> the last time. I, I started this conversation with you. We ended up in a different place altogether that wasn't good. But oh, mm. for me, I think that we need to rethink how this is marketed and how we're reaching out to who we want to hear this. Because I really do think... Well, at this point, it's, it's not even marketed in No, it's reality. not. It's not. So that's what I mean. Right. Like, you know, that has to be done. Even if it's just a grassroots, small way. Mm-hmm. Um that's how podcasts grow. But what I love about podcasting is I like the idea of putting out something that I'm proud of, whether or not, I mean, I don't know if you feel that way about it because you have to put, this takes up a lot much more of your energy. All I got to do is put my headphones on. Um, I like being able to put out a body of work that I'm proud of, that I listened to the first episode of Air Talk and I laughed at my own self mm-hmm. like i was able to hear it as a person that wasn't actually saying the things and i was like hey i would want to hear this so just the same way i, I write things i want i think people want to read i feel like the same thing about podcasting i would want to put out what now why people want to hear from us i don't know that's another well i think the first part is the idea that they want to hear from us at all. Like, that's an assumption in and of itself. Like, before you do your first episode, before you do anything, it's people want to hear me. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, writing a book, making a movie. Mm-hmm. Somebody wants to hear, read my words, see my visuals. It takes a certain level of audacity. Um, audacity, that's like a app for podcasts. 
It's a program to edit. Yeah. You audio. like how I know that? Uh, um, so, and the other part too is trying to figure out how much we ultimately, or I ultimately care about what people think about the show itself. It's, it's easy to get sucked into the numbers uh, when it comes to podcasting and, you know. Of course, when it comes this, to anything. Right, this, this episode did great and we were talking about face tattoos. And then the next episode we were talking about blended families and that one was a little bit lower. What does this mean? Does mean and meanwhile, it's like, it's three episodes. It, so right. the numbers mean nothing at this right. point. It's just the consistency in doing the thing. Consistency. Why, why'd you do that? That's all it is. Oh, that was, I don't know if you were. That's all it me. is. That's all it ever is, is consistency. Mm-hmm. It's about loving it, not doing it if you don't love it, and being consistent, whether one person's watching it or a bazillion people are. Mm. <laughs> My computer's doing something weird. I'm really late. Late with what? Podcasting? A story I have to do yesterday. Uh, is this... Wait, uh, I know which one this is. I think I know which one this is. Actually, I, Oh, no, I do know which one this is. What? What are you saying? I'm trying to remember which story you have to do, but you have so many doing so uh, to keep track. This one is about uh, caregivers. Oh, that one. Okay. And New Jersey just passed an expanded family leave act that takes place July 1st. And, um, I don't know why I thought that was nationwide. No. There's a federal leave act, but each state should be trying to expand it because it's pretty... I mean, it's crazy that in New Jersey you can take six weeks off when you have a baby paid. And after that, you either have to do sick time or take your ass back to work. Six weeks. Like, I was still limping six weeks after I had my nine-pound baby. Like, I can't even imagine... Um, I was working I also. Saying, you were also live blogging, <laughs> was, so there's that. I was working, um, but yeah, it sucks. So now you can have 12 weeks paid. Hmm. Unless you're a freelancer like me, and you get no weeks paid. Anyway. Joys. It's due. And it's not done. And I got to sort of rewrite this story that just got tossed back to me. Rewrite? Not rewrite so much as rewrite? Reshape? (laughs) (laughs) Um, My my editor was nice for the most part, but yeah, it needs a little bit of work. Okay. I'm not fired. Okay. But I also want to pitch other stuff and I can't do that while this is... No, you cannot. Which is annoying. No, it's not. It is. It's not. It's the way of the world. The, world, like the saying, world can be annoying. That's like saying, I really want to drink this while I'm chewing this. Like, of course you do, but you can't. And that's not bad. That's just life. That's just how that works. That's the order of operations. But it could still be annoying. That you can't eat and drink at the same time? Yes. Especially when you get paid to eat and drink. If these boots weren't so expensive, I think I would give them to Maisie. But Maisie doesn't deserve boots that cost over fifty. I saw what she did to those last pair of sneakers. In one what, a day? Yeah. I want to say maybe two, and they were ruined. Um, not ruined, but they were. No, uh, ruined. Ruined. No, not ruined. ruined. Broken in. No, no, those aren't broken. In. Those were ruined. They were all white, 
They're not ruined at all. They're in really good shape. What? They are. No. You're talking about cosmetically. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That doesn't make them ruined. No, they're ruined. Heels are in place. Toes in place. It's not crushed up. Leather is still good. They're really not. I come from a land where a crease in the toe means yeah. well, they got Well, that's go. not what's happening here. They're scuffed up and they're yes. just... Which is what she wanted. Mashed. So, no. She did not ruin them. But cosmetically, they're a hot mess. I can't, like, you know, your parent can say, I can't believe you did that to those shoes. I can't say that about those. Okay, maybe I do like my silver boots. Okay. I'm back to liking those now. So, the weird thing is, though, I don't have anything to match with these. And if you are trying to look at or do your edits while we're having this conversation. I'm reading the email. I will take my headphones off and throw them down on the floor and go about my business. You're not supposed to match those boots. Not match. That's not what I mean. You've never seen me match anything. You have black clothes. You wear black clothes with silver boots. I'm not even talking about the color, sir. What? I'm just talking about the whole combat boot thing. Ow. No, I just hit my elbow on the chair. Um, no, I just mean in general. I don't really have like combat boot clothing. But I think that's the point. You don't want combat boot clothing. That's the statement piece is supposed to offset the rest of it. So you bust out the the, the flowy black dress with the silver combat boots. I don't have a flowy black dress. I know. I'm just staying in general. Like those boots don't go with jeans, and jeans are the cornerstone of my entire wardrobe. They can go with jeans. Yeah. Black ones. Yeah. Or gray ones, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, the point is you don't want the aesthetic to match those boots. Yeah. Well, when I say I don't have anything to match them, I mean something that doesn't match them. I don't have something I would wear with them. Meaning I would not match the aesthetic to the boots. I know what you're talking about. And I'm saying I don't have anything that does that I'm either. I'm going in your closet and doing this, aren't I? I mean, you can wear them too. No, I can't actually. Feet are too big. There's a whole show about like how you want your woman to dress and how far you can go. <laughs> Bless you. Telling her like wear this or wear that because you are aggressively not. You just ask the wrong question every time. If you would ask the right question, I'd be happy to help you. So for your future girlfriend. Can I wear this? Is not the question. Give her me. the question. Don't answer the question. Give her the right question. Say to her, do you mean do I like it? Yeah, I do. Don't just shut down and be like, yes, you can wear it. I wouldn't tell you otherwise. Don't do that. Just give her, rephrase the question. That's just a, a bit of a, a tip I'm going to give you. 